Hi, Adam. Hey, Trey. Hi, Meg. Hi, Trey. How are you doing? Delightful. This is I'm our so thrilled to be here. We're thrilled hey. to have you. This is our first little little guest episode. Um, oh gosh. How do we start this? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your... (laughs) I want to just say for the listeners, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really funny because we're all um, pre-talking or whatever. And then all of a sudden, everybody just takes a breath. And then it happens. And it's just like, ooh, it's just like stepping on stage. It is like stepping on. That's, that's such a. Good. It is. It's just you. Just like you do. You're like you're you. You're you. Yeah. You're whatever. And then here I am. Yeah. And now I'm doing I never this thing. That I never thought about. It was that. cool. It's really cool yeah. to see just... and be that part. <laughs> Amazing of that insights. Well, you brought it full circle. Yeah. And there we the go. Podcast. And now Thank we're done. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> so glad to be here. Uh, yeah. So you know, welcome. What do you? What do you do? So professionally. I am an educator, um, like many people in community theater. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, I am fortunately trained as a actor. Um, I have a MFA in performance from Trinity Rep. And mm-hmm. um, that's like my one claim to fame, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I get um, the privilege to direct in a lot of community theaters. And certainly I have worked with Trey in um, youth theater. Um, and I get to, you know, when I want, dip in as an actor. And when I'm kind of like, eh, I, I want to be the boss, then I dip over here and direct. And yeah. when I'm kind of like, I need a break, I just go do my day job. I was kind of thinking about this today that like you and I are kind of very similar now in the way that we like, like I mostly music direct, you mm-hmm. mostly direct. And then every once in a while I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll do a show now. Except that you are way more marketable to do shows because of the way that theater is written than well, I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've, I'm ready to dive into that. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I would love to have, that could be the whole episode, but I think. <laughs> the whole episode the whole is how I'm just, more marketable. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and why that's terrible. Yes. For community theater. Well. Agreed. <laughs> I happen to actually also agree, so. But I think what's, what's great about this for me is that I don't know you as well. Mm-hmm. We've, we've met once before, and I've he- heard a lot of amazing things. And that one time we met, I'm just fascinated um, by by the way your brain works, the insights that you... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of saying it. Um, the, the, the insights that you have. And uh, when Trey told me about this topic that you brought up, I was like, wow, like I have no thoughts in my mind because I'd never really thought about it before. Oh, cool. So I'm ready to just like take in the information and I know that you're an educator and love just having people constantly ask you questions about what you're teaching. But I, I'm going to kind of be the student here of like taking in this information, asking hopefully thoughtful questions and learning something today. We hope. We hope. Right? That's we, the that's goal. The, the fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. Yes. Yeah, you just sit here and you talk. And, you know, people listen. People and if listen. it goes well, we all learn. Yes. That's right. Right. That's right podcast goals so so yeah we'll just kind of dive right in i'm kind of in the similar boat you brought this up to me and i was like great uh you go what do you what do you want to talk about i want to talk about this so 
as I just said, right, like my um, graduate experience, my training ground was in a repertory theater. Mm -hmm. Trinity Rep. Right. Right. Rep stands for repertory. Right. So um, (laughs) the concept of a rep company where you are seeing the same performers take on multiple roles over a season or, you know, several years or something. Um, What is that like in the community theater world? Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about it because I, myself as a director, know that I have preferences about who I want to work with. And I know there are plenty of times where when I have the privilege of selecting my own show, I can say, oh, I I know this group of people that I want to interact with and be with. And so I'm going to pick something that suits them. Mm -hmm. Um, But as an audience member, I have gone to community theaters and I have seen that Mm -hmm. and it has not been... Um, as aesthetically pleasing to me as an audience. I'm going hoping I'm seeing something totally different. Right. Or right. if I already felt like, you know, that performer, I'm I'm not buying what they're selling. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Here they are again. Right. Um, oh, and they're in the next show. So <laughs> it's this just this, you know, like with so much of community theater, there's that paradox. And I am just really interested in... You know, and I'm sure the answer is no. Is there a right way? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, is there a preferred way? Is there a, why do we do this? Why don't we do it? You know? Let's unpack. Yeah. Yeah. Let's unpack together. I have so many thoughts. That was uh, great. Because I think something that we've talked about before is uh, there does seem to be this phenomena of actors and actresses that I personally don't like seeing on the stage constantly get lead roles and like uh, saying it without saying, I mean, no, I'm just going to say it like not talented people or people that like can't quite hit the note or don't know how to um, take on this character. I see them everywhere and it's, it's impossible to avoid. And I, I don't know why that's happening. Well, and, and so this is right. This is, what I want to talk about is yeah. because I know a lot of reasons why that's happening. Mm-hmm. And one of them we even just were hinting about before, which is that there's uh, limited archetypes that people can play. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a, you know, 70 year old man who is capable of memorizing a script and <laughs> can also in a great, you know, musical theater moment, hold a woman up, boy, right. oh boy, you got, you can, you know, just write your dance card out and have it be full <laughs> sure, for an entire right. season. Um, so that's one of it. Another part is that maybe you have the party house. And so the cast party oh. shows up, you know, where you are wow. all the time and everybody loves oh, you. Or maybe yeah, you sure. are the also slash producer. And I'm not speaking mm, of anybody very, specifically, yeah. but like you play a that. pivotal role in whatever that company's um, board or marketing mm-hmm. or some team. And so you are by default going to fall into a, a cush spot because yeah. you play a very, that's the exchange, right? Mm-hmm, right. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that in community theater. But at the same time, me as audience... I don't know that that's what's going on. If right. I'm coming, you know, right. this is my choice of how I want to spend my evening. Yeah. I'm hoping to be entertained or escape or enlightened or moved or whatever. And I'm seeing 
Joe, who I've now seen wear that same suit (laughs) in five different (laughs) shows, I don't know if I'm feeling that same thing. It's one of those things that I think takes me out of the world of the play when I can very easily identify, oh, it's that person. Mm -hmm. Um, But I get why that person exists. And at the same time, and a theme that you both talk about a lot is... We are doing this because we want to give opportunity to people. Yes. We want it to be everybody's place that they get to go and create and mm-hmm. collaborate and, you know, inspire themselves and hopefully others. And so how do you say to somebody, you know what, you were great in that last show, but we're not going to revisit you for at least a whole season or two seasons because we really want to give other people a chance. So it's that, you know, again, it's that paradox. It's, well, I it's often- tricky. So when I think about like a a rep company, right? I am thinking about like I think we've all probably experienced this, like these community theaters where you maybe go in and you know you audition and you see the talent in the room because like you know you're not blind to the talent you're auditioning with, and then you kind of like you don't get a role or you don't get offered what you want, and you hear through the grapevine these companies that are like. Oh, well, you know, you really should put your time in in the ensemble here and then you'll get cast. And the fact that all of us probably just thought about different companies that do that is kind of telling us how prevalent that is. And I can't stand that. I don't like that as a as a vibe at all because it's all volunteer work. Right. 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 There's when is there a hierarchy to art? Right. Creativity. Right. Yeah. That's such a good sentence. Yeah. That's our question. One of the, well, you had kind of said, asked, how do you tell this person you are great in this, but we're going to take a, a beat on you? And I think to me, the answer is in community theater, you don't have to. Nobody in auditions, if you don't get the role that you want or you don't get a role at all, you are not owed an explanation. And I think that's, that's that is the world that we live in. It happened when you apply for a job. No one tells you why you didn't get the job, just that you didn't get the job. Um, and I, we should it should be the same way for these people that do a great job of just like you your your audition panel talks and they said yeah they were great in this they would probably be fine in this but you know what this person has a fresh new look that like a fresh new outlook on the, on a character and and working in this space. And we want to give that a shot. Um, the, I think the antithesis to that, that a lot, I'm, I'm sure we've all thought about when we're um, auditioning people is, well, there, it's just going to be so much easier to, to cast somebody who we already know. We know how to work with them. They know the space. They're like, they're veterans here. They're going to know what to do. Why, why take a chance on somebody else? And I, I think I already answered that question, but I I can see both sides of it, and it really it it I think it ultimately comes down to your creative team and what you think is best for your theater, and I, it all goes back to what is best for your community. And and let's extend that a little bit. So mm-hmm. we're talking about the performers, but also the creative team could also be yeah. your rep group. Mm-hmm. So I know, um, and Trey and I, for example, we are currently um, a, a duo, I'll say. We're, yeah. we're a block for a specific theater, and um, we select each other. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, we enjoy working together. So if you are talking to me and you are saying, Meg, hey, 
do you have a music director you'd like to work with? I'm saying, yes, I do. It's Trey. Right. Oh, great, because we like him, too. So right. so now, you know, there's been a couple of times. So we produce a product mm-hmm. or we become associated with a specific product. So people want to participate in that product. But again, what if that product isn't what you want to see right. as an audience, right? Sure. And you're like, oh, my God, it's Megan Trey again? Like, <laughs> I really need to see another, you know, whatever our product is. Um Really good, fully orchestrated <laughs> music. But you, you know what I mean? So it's it happens. It's not just a performer issue. It could be your creative team issue. Um, For sure. And yeah. yeah, I don't think, I think the more, the more I think about it, every angle of this, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I don't like that either. I think I might just be a contrarian for like casting because it's like, well, I don't like it when people just cast the same people over and over again. But then again, I also don't like it when people are like, well, we need to bring in new people so we won't cast the same people we've cast again and again. And it's like, I think I just, maybe I just don't like anything is what well, I'm learning. And let's be honest, right? Like, so so there's this real challenge, and I know you both have spoken about casting. There's this really challenge um, in community theater to bring in new people, mm-hmm. right? Because you geographically maybe live in a certain location so it's like how far am i willing to drive and spend money right. on you know that commute rehearsal schedule you, we've talked about you talked about mm-hmm. look i'm already inserting myself into the, the <laughs> podcast world but you've already season regular <laughs> but you you know like we've you've talked about those things so what happens is is that how do you get that new talent so right. you know if you have just to use the example we said, the Megan Trey product, and people know that they're like, oh, Megan Trey always cast performer A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm, sure. Well, then you may already have self-selected yourself to not even audition. Right. Right. right? So you're not going to come to that show because you think in your own mind that there is a like a voting block, if you will, right. or something, right. you know, which is also a complex part of that. And that kind of for me gets into like the theory of like pre-casting within the paradigm of community theater. Yep. We're we're all in the same feeling about pre-casting. Hear it in our voices Maybe. audience. I will no I think like so I think go it's ahead. fine. If go on. You if. are <laughs> if, if you are honest about the fact that you are doing it. Yeah. But places will not say like they'll pre-cast a role and then they won't say you know what, we're casting this person as this role because they're like, well, nobody will show up to audition, especially if it's a guy role. Well, we won't get any men auditioning and then we'll have no men in our show if we pre-cast the role of, you know, whatever. Curly in Oklahoma. I don't know why Oklahoma is always my example for like, Musical theater. I don't even think that a lot of community theaters do Oklahoma. Nor should they. Certainly not anymore. Certainly not anymore. That's fair. It's also just a hard show to put on if you want to do it well. Yeah. That great tangent. (laughs) 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 um, We can I talk really brief. I mean, there are the there are the challenges if you want to do pre casting. um, How to be honest about it? It's a strategic move. If you. You have to weigh the pros and cons of doing almost anything when you're running a business in general. But you can say, like, you know what? We we want to do – like, we're going to do the show, and we want this person to play the lead. like, And and that is more important to us 
than the people who would potentially audition for that lead role and get placed as a supporting character that they do a really good job in, but they really want that lead. And if they're not going to get it, but they don't even think they have a shot, they're not even going to audition. Right. Like, you have to play that out. You have to make that trade-off and decide, is that the trade-off that we want to make? Um, or do you, like, if it's, you know, we talk about our experiences, but there are experiences outside of our our nest of the area. If that's not a problem in your area, then you, like, precast all you want and, and make right. that. That if it's not a trade off, it's not a trade off. I also think that it gets a little interesting in this atmosphere because so many times, like atmosphere being like the community theater atmosphere. Okay. So many times, it's not. I mean, we can refer to it as a business all we want, and mm-hmm. like that's true. But when it comes to like casting and bringing people in and and working with someone like oftentimes to say i mean more back to your point about like how do you you know how do you tell someone like you know we're just going to move in a different direction oftentimes like there's friendships involved like a director Mm -hmm. is often not a director only right i don't know if i've ever like worked with a director in a community theater and been like okay well that was incredibly just a professional relationship and i'll never see that person again um i mean we worked together first as like i was an actor in a show you were directing and then by the end of it it's like yes we are friends my friend meg um so i think that is there becomes like a personal aspect to telling someone like oh yeah you know what i don't actually want to work with you again on this. And that personal aspect is the reason why, you know, like repertory groups Mm -hmm. end up by default happening. Sure. Because you do want to work with your friends because you are volunteering because Mm -hmm. it is not your paid job. Mm -hmm. So it seems like the fun as possible. Right. Right. You want to, who doesn't want to hang out with their friends? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's kind of one of the reasons why community theater happens is because it is a social event where people can engage off of their couch right well trey Um, speaking on that trey will invite me to his house regularly and then about 30 minutes and ask why he invited me over so (laughs) that's more of a who doesn't want to hang out with their friends well we found him (laughs) uh something that i wanted to to a thought that i had as i'm as you are teaching me all of these wonderful things um is, you know, you, we, we, we started with performers, we went up a level to the creative cast, and then I started thinking, okay, what's the next level above that? And that, you know, those are the company owners, like the people who are making the decisions for the business. And I think an idea of how to kind of solve for not trans, not becoming a repertory group is, it, I think it actually comes down to show selection of, Choose the right shows where you're not just going to have the exact same creative team for every show where it may like where it wouldn't make sense to have the same people. And by like that alongside, hopefully your show is therefore different enough that you're going to attract another group of people, people that are interested in that style, that vocal style or that kind of um, acting challenge. Then you like you can start to mix it up and sure you can have you can have that same creative team or you can have like people that do a show every season. And I think that's a good mix of like you still have like you have your home base. You're still with your people. You're still with your friends. But 
you're still creating a product for an environment that isn't just pertaining to one specific group in what should be a community. Absolutely. There, um, without mentioning names or anything, there is a group that I think does a really nice job of recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, I'm not in their geographic region, mm-hmm. but I will see um, calls for directors Um hey, we are interested in expanding our pool. Their literature suggests to me that they truly actually mean that. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I have gone to see shows there, I've not seen the same people. And um, they're a a theater that, in my opinion, produces really good stuff. Um, When I go to their website which I did in prep to kind of just remind myself about, you know, this topic and what we're doing. Because <laughs> sure. um, I'm an educator. I have to do oh, a little yeah. research, you know. <laughs> um, I can see that, like, they are inviting the population to help them on all of their decision making. So there is a oh. show reading committee. There is a <gasps> casting committee. There is a call for director's submission. There is, you know, different groups that they are soliciting to bring in as many voices as they can. And mm-hmm. I think they are spending their money on broadening what that pool is that they're mm-hmm. reaching out to. Um, and I think that seems, from an outsider's perspective, right. to be successful. Now, on the flip side, I can think of another group that's closer to where I am. And I've seen them say, call for submissions for directors. Mm-hmm. But then the fine print is, sure, you can submit, but you need to have like three references from current members uh, to ooh, current. have vetted you. Oh, wow. You know, and the fact that there's a membership and that is what they're pulling mm-hmm. from. Right. So like that right. to me kind of red flag. Right. Like yeah. So, you know, that tells me what I need to know as someone who considers myself um, yes, I'm living in community theater, but I think I, you know, I'm a professional community theater participant right. versus <laughs> an amateur community theater right. participant. Um, you know, so that tells me that group probably I'm not going to have as satisfying an experience right. as a professional because they're still in an amateur scenario mm-hmm. where it's just we're just gathering the people that we want to be with all the time. Yeah. And we're just putting the shows on just so that we can entertain ourselves, right. really. Right. Um, so, so there, yeah. there is that dichotomy of, you know, it's art. It's, it's something that can be totally for you. It's something that can be for a wider audience. Um, and trying to strike that balance of, you know, if you're a, if you're a artistic director of a company... Do you say like, oh, well, I hate these shows, but I know it's going to do well, which we did in our last episode where we were like, we hate these shows. We know it'll do well. Yeah. And it'll get, you know, it'll get different people. It'll get different audiences. Um, Annie. <laughs> right. Terrible show. But you know Sells. you're going to sell it. Yeah. And you know it's going to bring people in the door. Oh, yeah. At the same time, though, if we're, I mean, when we, when we talk and about just like. for the record, I like Annie. <sighs> I'm just saying. We can talk about that okay. once the once we stop okay. recording. I would li- I would love thirty to hear minutes your on on a topic and then an hour <laughs> debating Annie. Annie. Um, I yeah, I mean, I think that to that point, I mean, yes, doing different types of shows will bring in presumably different creative teams, or at the very least, make if you have a consistent creative team and you're doing you know, a different show. I mean, the show we're doing next summer is very different than the show we just did this last summer. Right. And that's going to 
make our brains go in in different directions, which is fun. And if you have people who can adapt like that, I think that's great. Um, but also like picking different shows that will feature different people, like it will bring in different audiences. Mm -hmm. And and like with right. So and here's the thing. We all know it is 2022 and we it is time to make sure we are including everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we keep mm -hmm. with a repertory model, if we keep with kind of the way we're doing it, we're always going to exclude that population of mm -hmm. people that we all desperately actually want to bring yeah. in because we are the artists. We are the people who are like, yes, I want diversity. I want to right. meet a new you know, whole group of friends. Um, right. And you're going to be locked into doing the same old shows because the new shows that are being written are being written for those people. Right. So yeah. like it trickles down, right? Like, you know, what's on Broadway now, eventually five years from now will be what we get to have access to. Right. I wish it would and be five years. Yeah, that's true. Me? We're still wait we're still waiting for, you know, like yeah. all the women in the world are like, can you please release Wicked already? You know, <laughs> oh we'll figure God. out how to fly. Or waitress. <laughs> waitress. Waitress. Any of these yes. things for women. Yeah. I can't wait Anybody to see. listening, women need shows too. That's right. Yes, yes. I can't wait to see the productions of Wicked where it's just someone like climbing a step ladder with a broomstick. Oh, right. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be amazing. I'm, because, but if well, they do yeah. it and they believe in it, if I'll buy it. it. Oh, I'll absolutely. It. Or just like, I. what I love is the creativity of what community theaters can do with difficult productions that are technically heavy. Agreed. Like, but if you, yes, absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. But I, I just wanted to finish this before I lost it. Mm -hmm. And then I want to get back to that because that's <laughs> awesome. But I was just, you know, like there was a time and I, I was, I directed a production of Once on this Island back in 2000, right? Mm -hmm. This is before I really, truly understood that that is a script that belongs to a cultural group that my population was not representing right you know and right. and i didn't think anything was wrong with it mm -hmm. I, instead of being like oh we're going to do a, a a a true authentic island culture and i'm gonna recruit people from that i'm just like we're gonna do whimsical you know and right. that type of thing and yeah. we're going to capture flavor of island but you know i had no business being in that world now if we don't change and adapt and we don't figure this out then something as beautiful as Once on this Island doesn't get done anymore. Right. And that right. is really heartbreaking yeah. because if we stick in a repertory model and we only have the people, you know, that we currently are seeing on stage and we haven't done that recruitment and we're not being more welcoming, then all of a sudden a whole group of scripts that we all love and wanted to, you know, adore and cherish gets locked up in a vault and right. only can be done in certain in certain places in places I mean, right which I mean, then is a problem because then you know your little suburban or midwestern people don't get yeah. to see it yeah look at how often like dream girls is done almost never right it's a great show yeah. never done because we're not doing the outreach but i was thinking even about audience like watching shows yeah so like i i swear this conversation i've heard in every theater i've been in for my entire life well, you know, I don't know if we should do that show because I don't know if our audience would like it. Yep. And it was worse in the South. There was a lot of like... Well, one, everything's worse everything in the is, South. Oh, the food's pretty good. The uh, food is pretty good. You're right. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I, down there, I mean, at one point I suggested Godspell. 
And someone was like, I don't know if our audiences would come and see that because they're really Christian and they might get offended by the name and not come see it. Oh, I was thinking that would sell big I, down Yeah, there. you would think so, but it's a real judge a book by its cover crowd. Um, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, that's right. But I, you know, so I think that, um, you know, if you look at something like I'm going to throw out a show that I've done that Adam and I did together, like American Idiot Mm -hmm. is a really contemporary piece. The plot is really loose weave. The music is really loud. It's in your face. And you're right. Like your septuagenarian audience that comes (laughs) to see every show, probably not going to love it. But you're going to get new audience members who like it and might come back. Avenue Q is one that you know. No, I these... think I think septuagenarians you like think it. So? I do. I, I think agree so? with that. I feel like the well, when it came out, I think it was just like, my God, this humor is so edgy and topical. It's been a while. If you think about it, like Avenue Q and Wicked came out around the same time. Well, they came out the same year. Yes, because oh. Avenue Q beat Wicked for the Tony. Oh right, yes, which I yes, agree right. with. Yeah, right. Um, and. So like the that was for for somebody my age quite a while sure. ago. Fair. And so like the the I don't know I feel now feel like now like the the older crowds that have and I'm going to say this now and it's going to spark another conversation. The older crowds that have the money are saying like oh my god that's actually so funny and so cute. Sure. The the jokes are just like hand fed to me. Sure. Um so I think I've I've ne- now there's this uh, conversation of who has the money, well, and who do we want? Does that sure? Does that but tell us who our audience. You know, I just be? I've tried to say as loud as I can that like if you stick with the audience that you have currently, your audience is going to die, and then you're not going to have any audience. Like if you're if all you're catering For to like is ninety people, years, they will eventually die. I was like, I'm. <laughs> understand that no no no, no. <laughs> I was just if, like, if we're, ta- if we we're talking about these like older audiences that are coming to we have to do things for you know we can only put on shows from 1960s or before because that's what these people want to see it's like those people aren't going to be around forever buying tickets I, right that's true and and i think there's a line like i think about i, I hate to say this but like i'm closer to 50 now than i am whoa closer to 40 so like i remember when i was younger and 50 was ancient right like it was so freaking old and i can remember 50 year old people like in their elastic pants and you know like they (laughs) they all got those remember like it was like the thing you got the over the hill birthday and you got like everything was r.i.p and now those things don't happen until you're like 75 you see them right? right like so somehow we like where we used to draw that line is different now. Mm-hmm. So like I think about my parents' age, they're in their 70s, like they're healthily in their 70s. Mm-hmm. They're still laughing their asses off at Avenue Q yeah, or sure. very body jokes or, you know, mm-hmm. sexual innuendo and all of those things are still amusing to them because right. like I feel, even though, yes, I'm approaching, not for several years, but, you know, 50, <laughs> I still think I'm 20-something. So, yeah, it, right. like, I think that's what happens. I think that population that we're talking about that maybe we have to be mindful of, 
they're like in their late 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, and they're not coming out as much, definitely exactly. since post-COVID. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think we need to, to your point, I don't think we need to worry so much about alienating that audience. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, a lot of a lot of it gets put on this like, and you know what? We're supposed to have a tally for this. And I think this is only two, which is crazy. I think a lot of it gets put on my least favorite phrase of all time, which is, well, we've always done it this way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've had conversations about this in real time with people saying that to us. <laughs> and it well, happens in the workplace. Too. Like, it's not just a theater thing. Yeah. And I just think it's such bullshit. It's, well, can we, let's try something else. Just try it. And especially, at, like, if if you're wondering, if you are in our audience are wondering, if you're a company owner, you're an artistic director, and you're thinking that same thing of like, you know, I, we don't know how to veer. Like, we, we'd rather just stay stick with what we know. I get that. The world is changing, and it has changed very rapidly in the past three years, more than we have ever seen. And so it's like, if you want to keep things the way that they've always been, you're you actually end up being the different thing, and I I'm yeah. in my business classes as much as they kill me, I am learning a little, and <laughs> I am learning a little, and a lot of it is every we start off almost every single class with, you know, the, with how things are now. It's so much different from and like it's every every single time it's like last year we wouldn't have been having this conversation, and uh, we have to remember that theater. Community theater is still a business. It's still a we, business. I also think we weirdly don't have a very good grip on like how how much time it, like because you said earlier like you know to someone my age Avenue Q seems like it came out a long time ago. It came out twenty years ago. That came out a yeah. long time ago for anyone. Twenty years yeah. is a long time. Well, I just didn't want to be rude and be like it was so long ago, and have somebody be like, "You idiot! You you idiot child! You fetus! You!" So that's why I tried to um, do a low glance there, but you said it without saying it. Well, no, you just said. I it. just said it. You just said it. You you bring up this um, concept, right? The business, mm-hmm. and I have a voice in my head of one of the producers of a theater that I work with. And um, he says about a specific performer, he's like, if I put this person in a show, I know I sell it out every single time. And this person is just um, a great marketer. They are exceptional at um, talking up a show. They're always happy to be in it. And so like, there's never any drama. People enjoy this person, right? So there's that person, but that person isn't necessarily right for every single thing. Yeah. But you know that you are going to get people in the door. You're going to have an audience. You're going to have money so that maybe you can do a riskier show in your yeah. season. And, you know, and it's just like, I keep going back and forth within this time that we're talking. I'm like, it's really not good to do a repertory company. Oh my God, it's so great because it affords you these other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're thinking strictly of a business model and you're not thinking about the whole, you know, collaborative or we want to create new opportunities or we want to bring in people from strictly a business point, I would say having a stock crew that mm-hmm. you know 
is marketable and you know people want to see probably is a good thing. Do they always have to be your lead? Right. Yeah. Do you pick your shows based on them? Or would it be more interesting to take that person and now you're going to give them a really small part, you know, you're still using their name, you're still using their skills, but you're putting them in a completely different place and maybe that would be equally as engaging for an audience. There are two, I think they're, they're, again, thinking of my business classes, yes, that like from a from a business perspective, it is kind of this like safe thing of like we've got our people, that's our product and we know that we're going to do well. The, the thing is, when you have people as products, um, you have to diversify. Even even if you don't have, even if you have like tangible uh, electronic products, how how with the way that time works now, and we we things, and uh, I I don't know how to say this, but like products, anything just go out of style quicker now. Our world, our our communications are a lot faster than they've ever been. So even if you have a product, you have to be thinking of your next one. You so you, like and especially with with if people are your product, people are complicated. They're much more complicated than a phone, uh, believe it or not. What? So I know even even though the phones are smart now, people <laughs> are more complex. Are not because you know you because. People get sick. People have feelings and decide that they don't want to do something. People have different things happening outside of theater that that maybe they were amazing to work with in one show. And then a year later, when things aren't going as well in their life, they're just a, a nightmare to have in your cast. So you do like that's why I would I would say from a business standpoint, you always want to diversify. You always want to have either the next thing or or something that other works options. for or just other yeah. options because that right. person that person also they age right people age out you can't that high schooler that was wonderful in those perfect high school shows is not going to work for high school that person who was a young ingenue is not going to be a young ingenue forever and it, <laughs> i'm so that was uh, did no, I hit you no no because i think that's one of the biggest sins is like <laughs> It, this is terrible. Like I'm just thinking of a of a professional theater company, mm-hmm. and they they did Into the Woods, and you are a professional theater company. You have access to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why are all of your people like why are Jack and Little Red actually older than mm-hmm. their parents? You know, it's just like <laughs> like. And it was because you maybe had to slot them in because their contract. I can't figure it out, but I was yeah. just, you know, like it's things like that. That's wild. It it was something. It was really. <laughs> it was something. Um, yeah. So I just that aging thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets yeah. us all. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. Maybe. And there, I mean, there are performers that don't understand that that's happening to them. I've also seen a lot of performers who are like, I'm getting older and these are the roles that I can't play anymore. And these are the roles that I am now aging into. And you make it yeah. up. I've, and, al- I've always thought that I, I am actually fascinated with the concept of aging and I'm excited about it. And I think that's great. <laughs> and when it comes to theater, I get to do different things that I've done, haven't done before. Right. But there are people who just like, don't get it. And they're just like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do this one thing that I've done forever. It's like, oh no. And like, you know, 
plug for anybody listening who also may be a writer. Like we do need more material for yes. <laughs> for all the different facets of you know our society. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have tons of meaty scripts for elderly population. You know, like mm-hmm. like true. I don't need to have the you know assisted living story again. I, like just because mm-hmm. you're old doesn't mean you're right. you know not still vibrant or, you know, in the same complex situations and love triangles and things that we might have found ourselves in high school. Like, so write that story because that's new and interesting. Um, So have you seen that they're now doing like what I can only refer to as the opposite of junior shows with some musicals? So it's like it's like conceptual where they're putting out shows like kind of geared towards like actual retirement communities where it is like Hmm. a full show. The first one they did this to is into the woods, right? So it's a full show, but they trim it down to make it easier to sing. They change the keys. They like cut it a little bit like they do with a junior show with older people in mind. Hmm. Fascinating. It is fascinating. And I think it's really cool. I saw a whole like, it was like a 30, 45 minute documentary on like the first community that got to put one on. And it was these people living in a retirement community who were just, you know, they're there every day. And all of a sudden they have this community thing to put on that's like tailored to them and their strengths. And it was awesome. That's really cool. That's, yeah. And I, I didn't know about that either. Very cool. Very cool. But in the same vein on the, like to be the contrarian to that, the, I, no, I'm not being a contrarian to it. I'm saying this is a good thing. But also, we why don't we just have shows that you don't have to change? Like, well, yes. Where you're not like, let's go over to this area and make sure that they feel comfortable. But it's a, like, please come out and, like, be a part of our community. Not a, mm-hmm. let's just do something nice for you in your area and, like, keep you happy. But let's let's be inviting if you, you know, if you want to do a role where you're not just playing the wise old person. Right. Which is, if you want to. Right, which brings up that whole thing. Like, and, okay, so this is so much the focus of education right now mm-hmm. is, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, justice, belonging, right? Yeah. So it's all of that stuff. So what what climate do we have to create in order to make that happen so that the, that whomever we're might be in that demographic where they only see themselves as limited because that is how we, you know, like, mm-hmm. let me, this is one of those instances where my brain is working faster than my mouth. Like I've got like a bunch of things and I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. Take your time. Um, no, it's like, okay. So one of the things I always say as a director is the job, a successful show happens at the casting table. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like if I cast well, I I mean, I wouldn't, but I feel like I could almost be hands off for much of the rehearsal yeah. process. Just dip in, give some guidance yeah. and it will get very far all on its own mm-hmm. without me because I did my work at the casting table. Right. Because I'm matching people and that skill. Right. So what I'm just thinking beyond mm-hmm. so what do i have to do so if i want to attract let's just you know we were talking about a, a community of people who lives you know in a 65 plus 
environment right. and they are comfortable in that environment and that's their peer group or whatever, but they, they're craving something. We want to interact. We want to be, what, what do I have to do as a director to make the climate right for them, but then also suspend my um, norms about right. casting where it's like, no, if I pick the right person for the right thing, because now I have to, I have to work much yeah. harder. Mm -hmm. And I think right. that's something that with anything that we're going to do, the the work is shared by everybody. The responsibility to change, it's not just the producers, it's not just the audience, it's right. not just the director. It's every single one of us mm -hmm. has to commit to a new uh, way of doing. And honestly, that is hard, especially yeah. in an environment where we're not, like it's our volunteer, it's supposed mm -hmm. to be fun. Right. Um, so again, like such a challenge. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I, I say this a lot about striking that balance and making the trade-offs of, you know, you want you if you want to expand your community, yeah, it means you have to work a little bit harder. I mean, we said this in the first episode, you know, we with that paradox of it takes money to make a great musical and you have to do a great musical to make money or you can get really creative with how you're going to get money. Or you can like ha and how you engage. Right, your you talked a lot about grants and everything. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which in there, it's hard. It is hard work, and sometimes, it, and it's creative work. But what's interesting is, uh, I, you know, I think a lot of community theaters and a lot of companies are kind of like, we're going to put all of our creative energy into the show, but we're not going to put that creative energy into the business. And I think there needs to be a little bit of both. They need, both need to happen. We're talking about like, how are you going to do Wicked? It's it's so technically challenging. It, astonish me with your creativity. Right. If it's if it's just a step ladder and a broom, if that's what you've got, how are you going to make that work and and get me to be like, oh wow, that was like that. Right. You know, you you managed to hide that step ladder really well. Like, I find it interesting to see. I think in a lot of Bases you can kind of pick out like what people really spend their time on oh, right yeah. so sometimes i go see a show right and i'll by the end of the show i'll go well the only thing that they care about here is the sets and the costumes right. i was gonna say the exact same thing or the only thing they care about here is having good singers mm -hmm. you see that a lot they only care about the voice, and they do not care about the acting at all. And if that's the way you're going to go, that's the way you're going to go. I mean, at a certain point, that's somebody's decision. Mm -hmm. um, weirdly, I don't see the opposite very often. <laughs> um, not for a musical, no. No, which is, you know, I guess there's probably something to unpack there, but I, I don't want to right now. I, <laughs> well, you know? know my preference. You know yeah. where I always land on that. Right. I'll take an actor over a singer any day of the week. And I'll take a singer over an actor any day singer. of the week. And that's Which why is why we balance each other. <laughs> it's, it's a true yin and yang situation. But um Adam, where are you on that? Uh I'd Ooh. I'd I'd rather a singer personally. Oh I did two yes. against one. Wow. <laughs> um but there's only three of us, so it would have been two against one in any either way. Yeah. 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 Yep. Sure. We all could just agree on something though. It's that's always a an option. I'll take somebody who won't act or sing then. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a I, body. sometimes when just I a watch a show. That's a, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That was mean of me to say, but sometimes I see a show, I'm like, oh, so you went with neither. <laughs> you went with, <laughs> you went with neither of those. <laughs> that was Wait, but choice. then it's like that whole thing of like 
really, did you not have any other choices? Yeah. That is really the only person that came in the door? Mm-hmm. Because there have yep. been plenty of times where that, I know that's, a, I'm thinking of one time, this was before you started working with me, and I literally, I was just like, I guess we have to go here because I, I've exhausted every other avenue you know like we held open the role we Mm -hmm. did multiple things and i was just like i guess i'll maybe maybe something will happen maybe there'll be a miracle and it didn't and (laughs) the whole time i was just like wow what was my other choice because that person never was able to give me what i wanted or Mm. get there and 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 i think audiences knew it too and it was just like oh what do we do about this like that's rough right that's Perhaps right. if I had a repertoire company, a repertoire Well, so I think, I think this kind of relates into that, right? So like, hold on. I'm trying to think about what I'm about to say makes sense. I don't think of this as precasting. a good step for you, Trey. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think about this as precasting. You hold auditions. Parts aren't right or nobody's there for the part. So you call in some friends to fill out the cast. That's not, you're not, I'm not pre-casting that's a show. That's different. I don't think that counts that's as not pre-casting. I don't yeah. either, but that's like a different kind of like repertory-esque vibe, right? Where you're just calling people in and saying, I need, I need some, some like pinch hitters here. Yep. Um, and been there, done that. Yeah, same. all of us, I'm sure. Yeah, same. I absolutely have called in people as i call them people too yeah i I mean yeah when i when i yeah when i music directed i knew the the company that i was working with was very new and not legal so um i i but i like i did a show with them i was like this is a disaster they're a disaster of a company but i can get some experience out of this so it was like i'm gonna be a music director because you guys need one badly and then i called people and was like please audition for this it's like we can make this good like we can do this and i it worked like yeah i think i thought it was actually a pretty well sung and performed show everything else around it but i thought that everybody did a really good job um and so i like i i think that's that's a situation though where it's a brand new company this isn't, it's brand new company, brand new audience, brand new uh, area. So I, th- I, fe- I feel morally fine with the decisions I made there. But also, I also never guaranteed them a role. There are people, actually, True. you know what? There are a couple people that I asked to audition and did not cast because they weren't right. It's very ecumenical. Do you they're, think they're great people? I'm going to pose a question. Mm-hmm. We're calling it a repertory company like that we're discussing. But are we each our own posse of people that, you know, like if you are if Adam is going to be part of a project, do we know that Adam, you know, is the center of Adam's orbit? And therefore, with Adam, you get, you know, this five peak this five members of this crew. If you're working with Meg, you're going to get this crew. If you're working with Trey, you're going to get this. Oh, you're putting Meg and Trey together. Now you've expanded and they have some mutual, but they have some over. Like, I'm wondering, does every single person come with their own repertory company? I don't know that company? I've ever thought of it like that. 
But now I think I'm going to start thinking of it like that. Oh, no. I'm going to start thinking of people in orbits. Yeah. Well, it's 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 networking. It's yeah, your, everybody true. Ha- no matter what, everybody has a network. And it, in in theater, that has helped me out a lot where uh, similar situation, actually. Um, same company, different show. They, the... Um, the stage manager that they had quit unexpectedly really early on. And I was like, okay, give me five minutes. And I called a friend of mine who I just worked with. And I was like, she can start next week. And now we have a stage manager. And of course that helped grease some wheels for me. Like they were like, oh, this person knows people. And like, so, so having that network is super beneficial and using it to your advantage is definitely, I think, a if if you can save the show, save the show, um, and I, yeah, I, I, you're right, absolutely. I mean, you can depending on how you use it, because I don't think I've ever like thought in ev- ever, oh, we've got this person that means these people. I think it at a certain point it, it is kind of just like as far as far as this person wants to use their network is how far they're going to use it. But it's interesting, and maybe maybe that's about a degree of where uh, community theaters are on the spectrum of professionalism. Because sure. I know there are teams. So I'm thinking of a theater, and I know if I see so and so's name as the director, I am guaranteed to see the you know five Those, people yeah. that are going to be in that show. Sure. You know. No matter what, if I see this person's name as the director, I know I'm expecting to see this cohort of people and it doesn't change from theater to theater where they might work you know so so they're follow like they're following the director so that because i think they're a a posse like that's that's interesting they are like a traveling repertory yeah i mean i guess when it comes down to it as like a music director right so like i would kind of hope that people would also associate like I put out good work in terms of like teaching music and and getting it polished and that kind of stuff. But I I hope that a part of it would be like, oh, also like the people he hires for his orchestras are very good. I mean, we just did a couple back to back. And more to that point, we had some situations over the summer where a couple people had to not be in the orchestra anymore. And I was able to like, okay, we have a replacement tomorrow. Because I I know people, I I would hope that that people would think about that as well as a part of hiring me, right? Right, and if you're pay, you know to go to that business model thing, like if you're if I'm paying you, I expect you to be able to execute certain functions for me, right. which is in a pinch, be able to figure it out. You know, sure. like a problem arises, I expect mm-hmm. you to be a problem solver. Sure. Um. So having that network and that cohort seems essential, actually, to your success in the field. Right. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Rather than having to go, well, I don't know what to do about this because I don't know anyone. I don't know how to do this. Or like, yes, I do have a lot of people I could call, but I know that we're committed to diversifying and to reaching outside of our (laughs) network. And, to you know, like, so. I think knowing how to use your network of, do you need, do you need your network? I think is a good question. You know, it, if this is an established theater in a community where you don't necessarily have a lot of problems getting people to audition, 
maybe you leave that network alone and maybe you see what naturally happens and 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 see what kind of diverse uh actors that you can get and then if it doesn't work out then you can call your network call your posse um but i don't you know if you if you're at that point where you're like oh it's this director here are the actors that i'm going to see be aware of that if that's your thing and you know rethink it and right. say like is this is it a good thing i mean are these if there's if these actors are phenomenal and they don't limit the ability for uh audiences to want to interact with your show then fine but i mean it's always good to diversify there's never you know for, from a product standpoint from a business standpoint just from an art standpoint you always want something different so use your network as needed don't rely on it for everything well i think like also kind of the kind of a, a interesting part of this is there is a difference between like i'm gonna work with my friends and like i'm gonna work with my friend like does that make any sense it's like there's oh, a difference between like initially but then when you <laughs> emphasize the friends the okay. second time i was like wait what i can Maybe explain I don't this know. i can explain this okay i think uh there's a difference between like i'm going to work with my friends because they are super talented they're on time they're cordial they produce the product that i want to produce and i'm going to work with my friends because fuck you i like the people that i like they don't bring anything to the table. They, they're they not giving something different. These are just people who I like being around. There's a huge difference there. There is a huge difference. And the the I think the sad thing, the sad reality is, is the the layman does not know the difference. Yeah. I you was going to say, I don't sure. think people ever think, I just want to hang out with my friends and I know they're not good at this. Like, I think they genuinely I think they genuinely think, oh my God, my friends are amazing. Sure. Not necessarily anybody else around them agrees with that. Um but I you know, is there a place for that though? Of I just want to hang out with my friends and create art. I think so too. I think that should exist where? I don't know. Like I you I mean, I I just think about like when I was in elementary school and we would put on dumb little plays for each other on the playground. We had a great time. It was just the we weren't we didn't know what we were doing. It wasn't good. It wasn't producible. Nobody would watch it. But we still had fun. And if you want to do that, I mean, we, we've done that. We've done that but people saw it. Where the people three of us were yeah, yeah, yeah. you me and your wife said, "We want to do this show and we are friends and we know each other and we believe that we are good at this." And so we put on, I think, and, and you know what? We did it in a limited way. We didn't say, and we're going to be doing this all month, uh, four <laughs> shows a week. We said, we're going to do a one a ticket. Yeah, $50, $50 a ticket. $50 a ticket. I don't remember. What, we didn't set the ticket prices. Um, I don't remember how much it was, but I don't think it was expensive. But we said, and we're going to do it one night only. We're going to produce it ourselves. It's going to be super cheap. We're But we're going to have a good time together. We're going to like get a bunch of people who are our friends, and we're going to do one night only big fun thing and and i think that that worked we were able to do create art and produce something with just our friends and for most like our for our friends and family and it worked it made money or we broke even i don't know but like as a product it didn't fail correct and we got to like we were able to satisfy all of those things so i think 
that's a, I think that's an option of if you do want to just right. like we want to hang out with our friends and produce art, do it and just recognize that it's probably not going to be the main show and be okay with that and be okay with doing it in a limited way. And I think the the thing is is that and it goes back to everything. Just say what it is. Yeah. Right? So if you're going to, you know, we were talking about precasting. If you're going to do it, just tell us. Just tell if us. you're yep. just you're all just having a great time being together, just tell us. Yep. Don't package yourself as some, you know, second coming of Christ and, <laughs> and we're all like, ooh, we can't wait to see this new company. Like just some friends and I got together, we're doing something, come check it out. Yeah. Like that's and I think I as a consumer will be so much more amenable to honesty in the advertising, yeah. you know? And if you are a company that says we are a membership-based company and, you know, it's pay to play. And so therefore, like, that's fine because if you're doing the show I want to see, I, I, I'll come see it. Yep, and right. I, but then I know that in advance and I'm not being tricked into that you are something different. Right. I don't feel had. Right. Um, and I think that's important. That's actually one of the more that, just sparked in my brain like one of the things that i am like weirdly proud came out of our like environment like you and i is when a bunch of the kids from our production of rent put on their own like right? pandemic production of songs for a new world oh, that's cute and i think they called it like theater kids doing stuff and yeah. i was like i know exactly what this is mm -hmm. and i love it and I love it. And I was stoked. I think a lot of people were stoked. It was beautiful because it they was. just, you know, it was the first time we were, like, we were outside. We all, <sighs> it was the first time we had seen each other. And every single time we were all together, it was just so meaningful to mm -hmm. create art. Mm -hmm. And it made it that much more delicious, if you will. You know, it just was really, you know, it's not like it was some brilliant production. They're no. on a, some kid's backyard. But it was just so beautiful to see how earnest they were to right. to have art in their lives and create art. It was really something very, very special right. to behold. Here's a question. Um, is it is it uh, as satisfying to create art and have no one else enjoy it? I think that's another question of, let's say that they these kids were like, we want to do this and, you know, it's fun having like they they cle clearly there's a part of this where they said we want art in our lives. I wonder how it would have affect them, affected them if no one saw it or no one liked it. Would they have would they have still said, you know what, we didn't it wasn't for you. It was for us. And we would have put this on for for our teddy bears. This and, is a and real tree falls in the forest situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. You don't think I, so? No, and I'll I'll tell you why. I feel like it's for, you know, I'm a mom, and when it came to naming our children, mm -hmm. I have, and they'll kill me, I have one child whose name I absolutely love, and one child whose name I'm still not 100% sure on, right? And, and she, wait, wait, she wait, 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 We can't just say I'm still not absolutely sure on and leave that hanging. How old are your children? <laughs> They're both in high school. <laughs> so Wow. But this is the thing. When we picked the first child's name, everybody said at the time it was a really popular dog's name. Oh. And everyone's like, 
Um, that's a dog's name. And I'm like, and I love dogs Spot? too. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, it's Spot. It is. You know it's amazing. Yes, it is. So Spot, like we picked her, her name <laughs> and everyone was like there was a lot of kind of like eh, eh, eh. I, in my soul, I loved that name. It didn't matter to me that many, many people were just like, I don't think you should okay. do that. Yeah. The second child. I myself was not like we were leaving the hospital and they were just like, you really should pick a name before you go. And we were kind of like, but we haven't <laughs> picked one yet. Birth so, yeah, exactly. And so we picked one that at the time seemed where we were. I just and it's a game we play all the time. Every week I give her a new name and I'm just like, what do you think if this would be your name? What do you think about this? Like, what do you think about this? Um, I have and no idea. This is that's such fun information and she tolerates it she loves it and you know (laughs) like it's just this thing that we do but because i don't have that same feeling of like satisfaction that i selected the right thing or i created the right thing i still am vulnerable if Mm -hmm. someone says something about the name whereas you could say something about spot's name and i'd be like there's something wrong with you because that's the world's (laughs) best name sure you know what i mean so i think i've been in places where i have done something that i am immensely proud of and there's nothing anybody can say to me like people will be like that i didn't like that i'm like oh you poor thing you don't know anything you know because i'm (laughs) so in my feels about it yeah Yeah. (laughs) whereas if i'm in a place where i can also see that there was maybe some work to be done or i didn't complete the task or Mm -hmm. whatever the reason that criticism that i might get does feel i'm just like yep 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 Mm -hmm. and then it's that trick of like well is it you know, fair criticism and, and can I balance it or whatever. But when sure. I know it is my thing and it pleases me, mm-hmm. there's not a doubt in my mind. Nobody can say anything. Right. So I just feel like, uh, you know, sure. those kids, I bet you if we asked them today, they'd just be like, that was the best stuff we'd ever done, you know? Right. Oh, for, um, sure. for sure. Yeah. Even though we know it wasn't their best thing they've ever done. Right. But- right. So that's I. the uh, advice that I think we can get out of this that I hope our audience takes with them is if you want to be a repertory group, if you want to be your own posse and group, do it. Do it to the point that you are so proud of it that you don't yes. care. And then put it on in a way there where you don't care. Put Record it and put it on YouTube as long as it's not illegal. Or do it if it's illegal. I don't care. Um, I I clearly don't care about the legalities of anything. Um, but or, or you know, put it on for your teddy bears. Put it on for your like your very close friends. Do a one night only. Just make sure that you're so proud of it that you don't care, and and understand what your audience is. I think it, or you know. But if you don't, if if you're gonna do it, go all the way. Go hard on it. If if that's not what you want if you're like no we we want to do something that we know the audience is going to love then think about whether that's right for you think of whether you need to diversify your group think of of what shows you want to be a part of and if the answer is i like a little bit of both then do a little bit of both yeah i mean like anything else that we talk about on here right i don't think that there's an answer to like, should you be a repertory right. company? Should you, like, be as far away from that as you possibly can? I don't think there's an answer to that. I think it, it comes down to a lot of things. I think it comes down to geography. I think it comes down to, mm-hmm. 
you know, what kind of talent you have around you. I think it comes down to what you want to produce. Certainly that's, you know, I think a big part of it. Um, that was the end of my sentence. It ended very abruptly. <laughs> I, I ran it, out of words. I just love pondering the question, right? Like yeah. I just like, I like thinking about this kind of thing. And I, you know, just within this time that we've spent together, I've gone back and forth about like, wait, is community theater about just art for art's sake? Is it about, you know, a business model? Is mm -hmm. it about making sure that it's you have to be sustainable because you want to give that opportunity and and visibility to somebody who needs it? it it's just and it's all it is. It's yes. And it's yeah. always yep. yes. And. But these are good questions to always ask with everything that you're doing when you're creating art, when you're in community theater. Ask all of the questions and figure out your answer for that particular situation. It doesn't have to be the same every time. It doesn't have to be the right answer. You can make mistakes. You should just be try. able to make mistakes. Just try things, yep. I think is, yeah. the big, is the big takeaway is to just like, if you've been listening to this and you're like, wait a second. Yeah, maybe I would want to try that. Maybe, oh, wait, maybe not. Maybe I... Try something new. Yeah. Try something new for your company. Try something new as an actor. Go someplace you haven't gone. Um, you know, don't be a dick about things, but like yeah. try something new. That's Run a that stoplight, right? That is don't, a just, that's a big just life rob lesson. that bank. Yeah, just go maybe for not. It. <laughs> Love it. To put that in our world, you'd have to also make it a musical. So rob a bank. Robin, but make it well, a musical. The, uh, and it doesn't matter if Bonnie nobody sees Clyde. it as long as you're... I, was, I literally Bonnie was just like, Clyde. I think they do have it. They do have it. No, no, no. The musical, you're and talking I don't about think a musical right. about robbing banks. I'm talking about robbing a bank in real life, but, but making it, a it a, like a flash mob. Yeah. Oh, wow. Rob a bank as a flash mob. That's what I'm saying. That sounds like an Ocean's Eleven plot. <gasps> That's Yeah, that actually... <laughs> write it. Adam right is it I feel like <laughs> this that is scene you know must what? have happened oh probably oh you know um I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn nine nine to help me sleep and uh not because a stunning I think it's endorsement <laughs> of that show wow well I, I well I just like to watch like cute comedies that I've seen a million times um because I can't fall asleep to nothing and it's something where I don't really have to think so I can easily fall asleep um but they're I don't know if you guys have seen they have the heist episode every season mm -hmm. and they kind of i feel like they do something like that where they have like they they it's not a bank so it, we're not really uh completing the prompt but they are stealing from each other and flash mobs are a part of it or flash mobs yeah flash mobs we'll flash call mobs. it they're i don't think they're singing there there might be music i don't know i don't remember i fall asleep so there we go um what we're saying is they did that it was bonnie and clyde the musical and you're mm. right nobody saw it that's true. Nobody did see it. And should they? No. I I mean <laughs> Is this I, I a future topic? It. Like are, is a future topic. I want I want you to let us know as listeners. Is mm -hmm. there going to be a time when you just rank shows? Oh. Where you just <sighs> talk like you just throw down and you say, All right. Here is... Is that something you would like to listen to? Here's 15 shows, and we're going to tell you what we think about those shows. Uh, that's... I don't know. Let's... I'm going to... That's an audience question, if if that's something that they want. I don't... I'm, I'm a little... I'm not, that? like, excited about that just because it does... It's not... 
It's not community theater mm. specific. Like, that's just kind of personal opinion about, you, if you're thinking about the show, professional shows, you're probably not thinking of that, you know, West Side Story Jr. that you right. saw. You're, you're yep. going to think of it in a professional thing. So I, I think it's a cute bonus episode. Audiences, do you want to hear that? Please let us Ranking know. Ranking shows based on how appropriate or good it is to do for a community theater. That's so hard. Yes. Geographically, it's, it's so, so diverse. There's it, so much right? to it. Oh, I, we would, we and would, we can, we wouldn't get through the first show. <laughs> You're like, well, well I you think could, it would be you great. Know what in you could do is you could organize, like, so every year they come out with like the top. I, it's 10, 15, or 20. I can't remember what the m- number is, but ranking of most produced shows, right? Okay. So you could look at that list mm-hmm. that it already is. So the shows have already been selected. Right. And then you can talk about whether you have seen them in our area mm-hmm. and successful, not successful. Is it based on, you know, criteria that only works at certain levels or something like that. Like you could take a list that already exists so you don't right. have to generate or, you know, cultivate the list. Okay, but it's your idea so you got to come back and, and do it with yeah. us. Yeah, right. I like that idea. Well, if you will have me back, I'd be happy of to course. Absolutely. This has been lovely. Yeah, we just, that was a really good idea. There we go. Like, and we made it work for our, our goals for go. the podcast. I love it. And everybody got to hear that idea form in real time. Isn't that thrilling? <laughs> so thrilling. This is literally how all of my outlines are written. <laughs> um, except that was much more fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, well, thanks. I yeah. think that's it. Hey, yeah. Adam and Trey, this was delightful. It was delightful was having great. you. Thank it, you. It really I was. This. It was um, wonderful to spend this time on a topic that I like. It was cool to um, talk with other people who also like the topics and this subject and and just um learn and because you said several times that you were going to be a student that you get an a (gasps) oh my god guys my first a (laughs) (laughs) my parents would freak out when they will will freak out i'll write it on i'll write it on a thing oh then it's official oh yeah with some comment we can do the comments you know oh my god talks a lot That right. was what I of got. Of course, all of us got that. All of us got, all of us got yeah. talks too much in class. My yep. parents hated me for that. Yep. Um, well, please do because I, we'll put that on the Instagram for everybody because I we need to record that for posterity. Oh, yep. Um, but we will do amazing. a report card. <gasps> yep. Oh, Yay. absolutely. Oh, my God. I will put it up on my fridge. All right. We're doing it. <sighs> well. I love it. All right. Till all right. next time. Till next yes. time. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.